welcome to another Taking It to the Streets edition of the Adrian Ross Show, the second Taking It to the Streets. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you the conversations I had with individuals at Southeast Missouri State University again. I went back to SEMO. I spoke with eight people, four people individually, and then two sets of two. And you know, I encountered some things I had not expected. I didn't expect an immigrant theme, for example, but I spoke with one immigrant and I spoke with someone who was first generation American. Didn't plan that. That was interesting. And I also got to speak with a young man who took me in a completely different direction. That's my last conversation. And I'll come back and talk to you about that before I show you that conversation with him. I really am enjoying being able to be out with people and talk to them. So I hope that you got a chance to see the first edition of Taking It to the Streets. If not, make sure you go back and check that out. But I'm also really excited about bringing more of this to you and uh, and no better place to, to pick up than right now with these conversations I just had. So enjoy Taking It to the Streets. So here we go. I'm assuming you think of college as a way to have a bright future? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you think about this country where we live, is there anything that you're particularly concerned about or particularly optimistic about in terms of you? Homelessness. 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 Do you feel like that's an issue? That's definitely an issue. Okay. Like, why they got to be homeless? Then, then they just try to ban them. Like, how do you ban somebody from being homeless? Mm. You can't even do that. That's not even possible. How are you going to take somebody to jail because they can't afford to have a house or somewhere to stay? And then, we got a campus right here. Who made this? So, we got money. Y'all can make hotels for homeless people. Okay. They do it They do it already, but, like, they only get a certain amount of time. Like, like they can make homeless. They can make hotels for, like, people, like, say, like, you give them a month, give a homeless person a month in a hotel to get themselves together. If they don't get themselves together, they can't come back or however that may be. But they how, like how they gonna, can do stuff. Like what does get yourself together look like? Like help them, like help them like get a hotel, help them get a job, give them the resources they need to get that job. Mm-hmm. They probably they need to take shower, of course. They need clothes for their job. So help them do them. And who things. who's gonna provide that? The government. Ah, so you think it's the government's role? I ain't like everybody not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily, but, they but can like help. If they going to ban them, like, they should at least help. Okay. So, in other words, the taxpayers, because yeah. we are the government, <laughs> right? Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate that. All right. Thank you. Just want to ask you, you're obviously, you're a freshman. Yes, correct. You're in college, so you're obviously looking ahead to your future. When you think about your future in this country, mm-hmm. um, or when you think about the country in general, what is it that you are either concerned about for the country or particularly optimistic about um so with my like uncertainties and make my whole life i just don't like the unknown i say everything can change so fast or so slow that we just don't know what could what tomorrow could bring Mm -hmm. like tomorrow the sun could fall out of the sky or it could happen in three four million years because i just don't like not knowing what what's going to happen but i don't really have like a necessarily idea it's just i don't know what could happen mm-hmm. are you particularly optimistic about anything um i do say i like from 
this, this country and this world being in wars and stuff in the past and it being just comes out and out of bad things. I don't even say it to me it's gotten better, at least in my perspective, just every people are becoming more nicer, the environments it's just I think I feel like it's just everything's becoming better, okay. I feel like to me. Uh, well thank you so much You're for welcome. your perspective. All right, so for the record, this young man does not go to school here, but he's waiting for his girlfriend who does. But I'm, I'm going to ask him some questions anyway for the Adrian Ross show. What does it mean to you to be an American? To be an American? Yeah. Well, I came from like an immigrant home, so I'm a first generation immigrant. Uh, my whole family's Bosnian, but I grew up here. Okay. So it's like I kind of grew up with like, don't be American, but be American at the same time. So like, I just think... Anyone can be American as long as, like, you embody, I guess, sort of a pride for your country. So, so elaborate a little bit about when, when your family said, you know, don't be an American, but be an American. What, what, how do you balance that? Well, it was, like, it was just weird when I was young at school because, like, you know, I kind of got treated like I was everybody else because, you know, when you go to school. But kids are also different. So like I got treated a little differently, mm -hmm. but the same by like teachers and stuff. And so like, it was just kind of like slowly everyone else at my school specifically was also like, I had a lot of Bosnians, a lot of Hispanic people, like everyone kind of connected being different, which was nice. Um, but with that home, my mom was kind of like, I don't know, this is especially true. I think for a lot of like Bosnian immigrants, mm -hmm. they kind of like push away a lot of American like norms mm. and kind of try to like stick to themselves you know what I mean okay. so like since I grew up here I kind of feel like I am American I guess like the Bosnian mm -hmm. American is like the right term but yeah just holding to the traditions as right. well what do you think about the the immigrant have you been paying attention to all the immigrants coming over not now? like super recently but yeah. like whenever that whole like Syria action was going on and like when you like there's literal footage of immigrants coming over like on foot and just getting like denied i don't know that's the whole like it's a big thing you know what i mean it's like i can understand why people wouldn't want immigrants in their country but i can also see how it could be so much better managed you know mm. what i mean with like letting immigrants in seeing who's more fit and who's not more fit to be there and where you should take them and what's the next step you know from there well thank you thank you all right what do you think when you hear about being an american what comes to your mind um. <laughs> like what's I'm the first thing that comes I'm... to people's mind when they say america i mean the, they're blessed like it's it's now, are you from America? I'm not. Okay, where are so, you from? Yeah, I'm from Zimbabwe. I'm not from oh, here. I've, yeah. I've visited, I've not been in Zimbabwe, but I've, I've looked at it. I've been in Zambia, visited Zambia. Oh, that's nice. And, we're neighbors. Yeah, yeah I know. and you're from there as well? No. Okay. She's American. You're yeah, from right. here. Okay, but you said blessed. Why do you say blessed? Um, Because, like, America is a land of opportunities, and I think people can explore as much as they can here, like, you know. Mm -hmm. And you said you're a junior? Mm -hmm. Do you agree with her? Because you're, you're born and raised here, right? <laughs> Do you think of being blessed when you think of America? I was, the first thing that came to my mind was like patriotic and just like patriotic.
Do you consider yourself a patriotic person? No. No? Why do you think that is? Uh, are you unpatriotic or you just never thought about it? I just never thought about it. Okay. Well, you might want to talk to her because she says you're blessed. <laughs> when people are born here, what? Like, they don't really have, like, a know-how of, like, other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. They don't know what's going on in, in those parts of the world. So, like, sometimes they don't. I mean, they don't really know what's going on there, but when we come here, we like see it as a land of like opportunities and growth. And and if, you've been here how long? Three years. Three years. And like, if you've seen like most immigrants, we really, we are so ambitious when we come here, and we really want to, you know. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this: it. So, when you got here, is it what you expected, or have we let you down? I mean. It is what I expected, but like there's some things that I also like did not know of mm -hmm. that I was shocked to see. It's not really the way it's perceived, like all of it. There are some parts that you, you know, that are not perceived in the media that, that are shocking when you come here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to go into detail. One example. Come on, you got to give me one. Ah. Just, just different yeah. than what you expected. Yeah, so. but the media perceives America like differently yeah yeah how does the media perceive show us i mean it shows the good things only like uh, very good things like good buildings everything is just perfect and seems functional and good but like you know there are other things as well so okay well yeah. that's the media for you right, <laughs> yeah, for all, right. Sure. all right i won't keep you ladies thank you thank you <laughs> when you think about being an american what comes to your mind I think of having freedom to live life as I want, mm -hmm. and yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. Now when you hear like people use terms like American exceptionalism, you buy that, you don't buy that? Um, I don't think I've ever heard the term. Do you think American America is uh, an exceptional nation, contrast to other nations? I definitely do. I feel like really everyone is represented here in America. Whereas other nations, you would really just see one type of race or ethnicity and or even some places that have a really strict way to live. So you see that diversity as a good thing? Mm -hmm. okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Now I just want to jump in here because this last conversation was one that I had not anticipated. I didn't even... I didn't even bother to ask him what I intended to ask him because the way he started the conversation, I just had to go with it. So powerful. And I'm not going to say anymore. I'm just going to take you to it. So uh, check out what this young man had to say. In fall of 2020, I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I suffered from a severe pornography addiction for about 10 years of my life. And he showed me my sin and absolutely changed my life and um, so I originally came down to SEMO with the intention of pursuing a criminal justice degree mm -hmm. uh, to be part of the DEA mm -hmm. um, but once I got saved I didn't want to live my life tied down to the government I wanted to have a family uh, and I guess you could say live a little simpler life if you want to put it that way I don't I don't consider it that but yeah um, so I changed my major to criminology and then to business administration mm -hmm. and then finally to corporate communication and uh, once I realized I wasn't good at math I I switched to corporate communication but I had enough credits to have a business minor so 
Um, so the perfect job that I would say would be uh, full-time ministry for the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know exactly what that would bring. Yeah. Uh, not in expecting a salary or anything like that, but just to be able to serve the Lord and provide for my family at the same time. That would be the dream job of my life. And um, and I think I'm a part of the greatest work, the Great Commission right now. And it's a privilege to be able to share the message with others. And it's the, wow. the, the life let me, that... Let me, let me tell you what, what a dream is. I just happened upon you. This talking to you is a dream. I'm a Christian as well. Praise and, the Lord. Uh, yeah, and so... This is um, really encouraging, especially on a college campus where, yeah. you know, how do you, um, we're just going to go in a whole different direction because sure. I'm going to flow with you. Um, but how, um, how difficult or not difficult is it to walk with the Lord in today's culture and even in, you know, in, on a college campus? Well, I think being in the self-absorbed culture that we're in right now, mm -hmm. Uh, I think there's definitely a lot of, of dangers constantly, right? You think of advertising and you think of all types of things that uh, are very enticing, you know, pulling your life away by professionalism or uh, even just not good pursuits. Uh, it definitely shows you the reality that sin is in the world, mm -hmm. as the scripture says. Um, but it also helps me cling closer to the Lord Jesus and knowing that, you know, he paid the debt of my sin on the cross, knowing that he did that work for me. The Bible says he actually is living in me and he's with me here today. So it's an encouraging thing when I see all the sin around me. Uh, it just makes the cross much more real to me when I realize that Jesus was willing to come to a place like this mm -hmm. and he was willing to be afflicted and, and spat on and beaten for us. Yeah. It just encourages me knowing that that's what the Lord Jesus was willing to go through in order yeah. to provide a way that I could have everlasting life through faith that's in him. That's beautiful. So, what year are you? I'm a senior here. How did you come to the Lord? So uh, I was in my dorm and like I said, I suffered from a severe pornography addiction for mm -hmm. about 10 years mm -hmm. and uh, I was in my dorm and there was a question that came uh, in my mind and it, I believe it was the Spirit of God that put it there. But a question came upon my mind and it said it was what does god think of me mm. and i never thought about that before i always thought about myself and you know how you know how i please god but i never thought about what he thought of me and immediately it was almost like immediate uh the pleasure that i was having in the, the screen that i was looking at it just went away and it went from pleasure to bondage and i i think i got a sense of the holiness of the lord and how seriously he takes sin and I dropped to my knees in my dorm and I gave my life to the Lord Jesus. And I said, Lord, just help me, deliver me. I didn't know all the lingo. I didn't know mm -hmm. the Bible at all. I never really studied it. But uh, I just said, Lord, help me and deliver me from this. And it was not a, not a, with no time whatsoever, I just had a completely changed life. And he changed the direction of my life. Uh, just the, the sinful ways that I, I walked in in. Just 180, like dominoes, just one thing after another. Uh, I got convicted of by the Spirit of God, and he just changed my life. And wow. he gave me a passion for uh, the lost, and I, I see myself uh, when I consider others that are uh, eternal souls that are going to be in either hell or heaven a billion years from now. Mm -hmm. So uh, just, I just want to fulfill the great commission that he's given us, and I want to preach the gospel in every creature. So wow. that's that's my purpose now, and I think it's a, it's a, high, it's a high calling. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. The highest. And um, wow, if I don't talk to another person today, this is a, this is a blessing and encouragement, and, and knowing that you are bold 
and I believe God's going to use you. So don't look back. Praise the Lord. All well, right. thank you again for the little my, time. I appreciate my it. My pleasure. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm done. I, I wasn't going to be done this past, but that young man, he just blew me away and uh, really, really appreciated him. And uh, he actually, before we parted, he actually prayed for me, asked if he could pray for me about something, prayed for me. And and then I prayed for him, but believing for great things for him. But yeah, that, that, that I'm about, I'm about done now. That was, that was something love to see that on this college campus. So yeah. So, uh, there you have it for this edition of taking it to the streets. So that's it for the second edition of the Adrian Ross shows, taking it to the streets. There's nothing like getting out with people, not with an agenda, not trying to corner them, not trying to embarrass them, not trying to prop them up, even just wanting to hear from them. And, uh, and so Let's just do more of it. Let's do more talking and let's do more listening. Or maybe I should say let's do less talking and more listening. However you want to look at it, I appreciate the conversation. So thank you for tuning in and be sure to go to the BMG Network. That is the bmgnetwork.com and check out the other podcasters there. Of course, we are engaging, enlightening, informative, and even entertaining. And I always appreciate your support on the podcast platforms, on my Substack, adrianross.substack.com, on YouTube at the Adrian Ross Show. And, uh, and let's just continue to do the work that we're doing. All right. God bless you abundantly.